Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. And if you're not yet subscribed to the show, be sure to go to sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts. That way you can get every episode as they come out. Today, we're going to be looking at the Seahawks and Baltimore Ravens injury reports, as well as getting some quotes from the players on Earl Thomas returning this weekend with the Ravens. Starting out with the injury report, the only one listed as out is tight end Will Disley, who had surgery on his Achilles this week. I think we're all expecting him to be placed on injured reserve, and he'll be back next season. Lano Hill, listed as doubtful on the injury report with an elbow injury, probably will not be seeing him on the field on Sunday. Five players listed as questionable. Dwayne Brown continuing to fight his biceps injury. Bradley McDougal with his back. Uh, he had back spasms early in the week. Both McDougal and Brown were non-participants in practice Wednesday through Friday. Usually not a good sign for getting playing time on game day. Ziggy Anza is questionable with an ankle injury. He did not participate on Wednesday or Thursday, but was a limited participant in practice on Friday. DJ Fluker working his way back from a hamstring injury. He didn't participate on Wednesday, but he was a limited participant on Thursday and Friday. So between Fluker and Brown, uh, Fluker seems the closest to coming back. Kind of curious to see if he is able to go, if we'll see Jamarco Jones then at the left tackle spot instead of George Fant. Quentin Jefferson also listed as questionable. He was not on the injury report on Wednesday, so may have suffered that injury in practice, but his oblique injury kept him out at least on a limited basis on Thursday and Friday. Some other names on the injury report, Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson were full participants on Thursday and Friday after being limited participants on Wednesday. Those were not injury-related. K.J. Wright, full participant in practice with a knee injury on Thursday and Friday, but he was kept out of practice on Wednesday. Switching over to the Baltimore Ravens injury report, cornerback Jimmy Smith is doubtful with a knee injury. The Ravens are going into their bye week after the game against the Seahawks, so he likely will not be on the field come Sunday. Five players listed as questionable for the Ravens. Wide receiver Marquise Brown listed with an ankle injury. He did not practice all week. According to John Harbaugh, that does not mean that he won't be playing on Sunday. Cornerback Maurice Kennedy was out all week, didn't participate in practice because of a thigh injury. He's listed as questionable. The Ravens' leading tackler on defense, linebacker Patrick Awasu, he was out all week as well, did not practice with an ankle injury. Likely going to be a game-time decision for him as well. Anthony Averett did not participate in practice on Thursday or Friday. He was not on the injury report on Wednesday and is listed as questionable for Sunday's game. The last player listed as questionable, Ronnie Stanley, their tackle. He has a knee injury. He did not practice on Wednesday, was a limited participant on Thursday, and then was full go on Friday. A few other players on the injury report, Brandon Carr, Mark Ingram, Earl Thomas, all had rest days on Wednesday, but were full participants on Thursday and Friday, so they are listed as not injury-related. And with that look at the injuries, what do you say we hear from some of the coaches and the players in the press conferences this week? Earl Thomas returning to Seattle, obviously a big topic of discussion. A lot of questions on that. Let's start off with Bobby Wagner on the 16th this week. He was asked about how fans should receive Earl Thomas in his return. It should be appreciation. You know, he... Um did so much for this organization, so much for this team. Um, you know, he's a legend here. So I would expect him to be um, well-received. He's a guy that, you know, Jersey probably be retired. And 
um, you know, it's just a lot of respect for him. It should be a lot of respect for him. So see Bobby Wagner expecting Seahawks fans to give Earl Thomas just a well-received, a warm reception. Let's see if we can all follow through with that on Sunday. Bobby was asked if he might seek out Earl Thomas either in warm-ups or after the game. Maybe. I don't know. Like it's, it is what it is. I, I don't know if he uh, comes out and warm up, so it might be too late at that point. I'm locked in. I know he's going to be locked in, so uh, I'll find him at some point. Still his jersey. So what aspect of Earl Thomas's game is Bobby Wagner going to remember most 20 years from now? Just how fast he was able to get sideline to sideline. I don't think there's anybody that's you know able to do some of the things that he did on the field. Um, you know, he was a very very special player. Understood the game of football really really well. And you know, I I, I know I played with one of the best for sure. And Bobby was asked if he thinks Earl Thomas has any regrets on how his time in Seattle ended. I don't I don't know if he has any regrets. I, I don't. It's not necessarily something that I've like in-depthly talk to him about, but I think it's a, a visual of how tough the business can be sometimes. And, you know, it's hard to uh, always put your feelings aside because at the end of the day, uh, when the business comes into play, it's not just you that's affected. It's your family. It's your, you know, imagine if you have, um, you know, a little kid at home, son or daughter, and they love playing in Seattle. They love being in Seattle. They have all these friends in Seattle. And then Seattle cuts you, and you have to go to that little person and tell them you can't be with your friends anymore, and you can't, we can't live here anymore. We got to go somewhere else. That's a tough conversation to have. So I think um, a person being in that in that space, I understand the difficulties of of the business. So I don't know if he regrets it or not, but I understand uh, where he was coming from and how difficult that must have been to uh, affect not only him, but his family. Pete Carroll on Wednesday was also asked about Earl Thomas and what it means for a coach to face one of his former players coming up this week. No different than facing our other guys that were great players for us, you know, in the past. We've, we've been through this a number of times. Um, I love playing our guys, you know. I, I, I always do. I always like playing people that I know. And uh, um, so I know that there's, there's an underlying current of somebody wants, you know, some other agenda going on or some other storyline. I don't have one. I'm just, I love, you know, Playing against our guys, Earl was a great football player in the years that he was with us. We loved what he did, his uniqueness and his style of play, and the way he practiced and his focus was somewhat unmatchable, you know. And, and uh, um, you know, we we just couldn't stay together forever. You know, we couldn't figure out how to do that. But um, wish him the best and look forward to it. Always like playing the guys we know. Of course, it was well publicized when Earl Thomas flipped the finger over to the sideline during his injury down in Arizona. And Pete was asked about how his relationship with Earl changed after that moment. I haven't seen him much since then, you know. Um, I think it probably, you know, obviously he was upset, you know. And, and so, uh, but, you know, my heart's pretty big, pretty wide open to these guys from the time we spend together and all the stuff that we do. It's way more important than something that happens, some gesture or some statement or, you know, there's, I could, there's a lot of chances I could have come back to stuff guys have said when they leave, you know, and... Um, I, I kind of have a space for them to, to be themselves and how they do it and how they handle it. Um, I'm going to love them anyway. So what Earl Thomas play stands out specifically to Coach Carroll as one of his favorites that Thomas made? He had a couple of plays where he, he knocked balls out right off the goal line that were just out of this world plays. You know, the ball's like an inch, and he knocks it out, and the ball goes through the end zone, and we get the ball. You know, I mean, the ball comes to us because of those plays. One against the Rams, and... Uh, are they both against the Rams? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and... and uh, 
um, you know, those those are just the most phenomenal moments because they're scoring. No, it's our ball. You know, somehow, and and it's because of the effort and the, you know, the vision to see, the imagination to understand where you, how you could possibly make a play like that. You know, it's just extraordinary. Russell Wilson on Thursday was asked about how close of a relationship he has with Earl Thomas. We uh, we actually text quite a bit and uh, communicate. You know, even during the season sometimes and. Um, you know, I think for Earl and I, we've, we've, we've shared a lot of similarities just in terms of, you know, I think that his passion for the game, you know, he, he loves the game, you know, and um, I, you know, I think for, for us, you know, my, my, my family and, and his, you know, we, we've, we've shared a lot of cool moments together. Our kids spend a lot of time together, um, you know, me and Earl and his wife and, 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 and Sierra. And, and so it's been really cool just getting to know him, you know, obviously outside of football, which is always amazing and just um, we've always shared a lot of moments. I remember Sierra and I went to his wedding. How cool that was! How, how much fun that was! Um, you know, so we we shared a lot of cool moments together. So I, I love Earl. He's he's um he's I love his family too. Just uh, his kids and and everybody else. So it, it's been cool just to get to know his family, his mom and dad, and everything else too. So what's it going to be like for Russell looking over to the other side of the field and playing him as an opponent in a game rather than on the practice field? I, I hate having to play Earl, you know, it's, it's, uh, cause, you know, you, you, you know, just, we spent so much time together, you know, and, and, um, you, know, you think about all the, all the, all the fun moments together and just everything else. It's been cool. And all the games we were able to find a way to win and all the amazing plays he's made. He's as good as it gets, you know. We think about safeties, you know, you know, to be honest with you, uh, he's one of the, one of the top one, two, or three safeties in the, to ever play the game, in my opinion, you know, and, uh, you think about, you know, guys, you know, you think about the, uh, you know, Palomalus, you know, you think about Ed Reed, um, you think about Earl, uh, you think about Lott, too. He's, he's an amazing player, you know, so there's been some great players, and he's one of those. So I, I love Earl as a, as a person. I love him as a player, uh, and I love him as a teammate. So, uh, you know, for facing him against him seven years, it was always a tough challenge every day in practice. He was amazing just how fast he was, sideline to sideline kind of guy, physical. He brought it every day. You know, the thing I loved about Earl, um, you know, watching him practice, he was such a true professional. Every day, you know, I remember my locker was right across from his. And um, every day I remember going to walk through and uh, he'd have his, he'd, you know, have his sweatbands getting ready. He'd do the same routine every day and have his headphones on and getting zoned in. And he truly treated every walkthrough, every practice, every um, moment from, you know, OTAs to training camp to regular season to the game, you know, the walkthroughs before Super Bowls. Uh, you know, he, he treated every walkthrough the same. You know, and just had amazing professionalism, just amazing, amazing focus. Uh, he had he was a, he was a guy who uh, envisioned making great plays. So, um, you know, he was a true pro. So, what are some of Wilson's favorite memories of Earl? You know, his wedding. You know, was really cool. Just flying there and and, and being there for that. That was pretty cool. Just uh, you know, m- remembering that experience. But as a player of, of you know watching him is. You know, just people would say that, you know, him, the, the, the chop on the one yard line and the crazy plays he made, just like, what, how did he do that? Um, but my favorite moments as a, as a player, being able to be a teammate is watching him approach walkthrough every day. You know, no matter if it was a Super Bowl, if it was OTAs, if it was training camp, if it was the fifth game of the year, whatever it was. Um, he had the same approach every day. He had the same routine. He, has, you know, he was zoned in. And I think outside of uh, the wedding and the walkthroughs and stuff like that, just seeing our kids grow up together and be on the field running around, and his daughter Callie and baby future running around having fun, you know, and when he was really young. And uh, that, that was always cool, you know, and just that, we had a lot of great times. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I love Earl. He's, he's a great friend and a great player.
Shaquille Griffin was also on the podium on Thursday, and he talked about what it was like learning from Earl Thomas while he was here. Actually, someone, one of the teammates asked me, um, you know, I think a couple of days ago, some things I, I took from Earl, you know, was it, you know, things that he said on the field or, you know, things that he did off the field. And I got a little bit of both. You know, he was a guy who I go watch film with, you know, and just seeing how to watch film, what he's looking for, what tendencies, you know, just how to do it the right way. And then, you know, he led by example. So I used to watch him on the field, you know, how serious he took walkthroughs. You know, everything was a game rep to him, every rep. You know, it didn't matter if we were just walking through it or we was on the actual practice field running around. Everything was game situation for him. And be able to see that, you know, see that, you know, type of person, see how to be a vet, see how to be a pro. Um, like Earl Thomas, that's something that I picked up on. You know, just it showed how important this game is to him. And I want to be that. I want to have that type of passion, you know, and that type of feel for the game, you know, to be able to, you know, treat everything like it's my last rep. And that's what I learned from Earl. He also spoke to Earl Thomas's intensity once it got into the season. He can be pretty intense, <laughs> uh, but it's in a good way. Um, he'll just show you how to lock in when you need to. And I remember uh, when I first got here, the first thing he said was like, yeah, ask me any question. You know, you need to, anything you need, just ask me now. You know, it was during the off season. Because uh, once season start, I'm locked in all the way. So if I'm ever, you know, to myself and I'm trying to figure something out, they just know I'm locked in. I'm trying to get everything figured out before the game. So don't take it personal. So I asked as many questions as I could in the off season. <laughs> and then uh, when season actually started, you can see it. It's just a totally different person. And um, that's the part that could get intense, but that's just how you do it. You know, if you want to be one of the best in the world, you got to take those, those measures and those steps. And uh, he showed me that. Thanks for tuning into the show. Be sure and check out fieldgoals.com. John Gilbert has a great article up about Orlando Brown potentially tipping plays. He goes into the film, takes some screenshots, and shows just how you might be able to tell, based on where Orlando Brown is lined up, if the Ravens are going to be running, if the Ravens are going to be passing. And based on what John saw, he was able to correctly guess about 21 out of 25 plays. So not perfect, but still pretty close. Let's see if the Seahawks pick up on that on Sunday as well. And tune in after the game. I'm scheduled to be joined by Rob Staten of SeahawksDraftBlog.com to help break down the matchup between the Seahawks and the Ravens. Be sure you're subscribed to the show, SBNation.com slash NFL Podcasts. Look forward to talking to you after the game. See you then. Go Hawks!